Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, everyone. This is Carmen. And Christina. And this is Historias Unknown, a podcast where we talk about like, oh my gosh, sorry. A podcast where we talk about Latin American history. Sometimes it's horrible and deals with heavy topics like racism, corruption, and genocide. But more than that, it's also about resistance, power, and community. Yes, yes. And I'm very excited about today's topic, Carmen, because I had no idea about her until like a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. I will be telling you, Carmen, today... Today, Carmen, I will be telling you about... I worded it really weird the first time. It was still weird the second time, but go on. What? Today, Carmen, I will be telling you about... That's weird. Carmen, today, I'll be telling you about... Miss ESL. Oh, shit. Carmen, today... I'm being mean today. (laughs) You are. um, Go on. It's late in the day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen, today, I will be telling you about (laughs) Maria Remedios del Valle. Wow. Does this ring a bell at all? No. I, I wouldn't expect it to because I just learned about her two weeks ago, too. So <laughs> um, she. OK, well, before I talk about her, I have one question for you. Okay. When you hear Argentina, what do you think? Well, I think about mind? I, I think about the topic I talked about last week. <laughs> OK, like before that topic. <laughs> um, um, I think about soccer for some reason, even though I don't know anything about soccer. I mean, they won the World Cup. Oh, maybe that's why. And that was recent, right? Like this World Cup that just passed? Mm-hmm. Okay. That yeah. must be why. Um, I okay. also think about the Nazis that escaped. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That makes I sense. I think about uh, white Latinos. <laughs> okay. That's what the answer I was waiting for. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, a lot of people uh, say the same thing. And I think that the powers that be, the people in power have made it, have worked really hard to make it that way, right? they have. Because I, really quick, I think it was from the episode from Radio Ambulante, um, where they talk about the, what was the episode called? The one where the indigenous language, the the, the person who last spoke it. Oh, oh my god yeah that was such a good episode want to rem- hold on let me just look really quick what it's called because everybody should listen to this if well you said they translated or transcribed it in english too so everybody should just listen to it yeah they have an app that they let you follow along in english we have yeah. to pay for it obviously oh i didn't know that that was oh, radio ambulante la guarda or memoria was- yes i oh, want to say this was in argentina wasn't it I think so. And in that episode, they talk about how 
the Argentinian identity came to be and how they purposefully tried to say or not pur- tried to say, but they have purposely purposefully taught that um, there are no indigenous people in Argentina. But there are. Yeah. No, there are. Yeah. But like yeah. that's the how they want to be perceived. That's what they teach in school. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That is what. Yeah. And and what the like there's interviews of former presidents of, of Argentina, not the current president, but former presidents saying in, in the news or in like press releases, they're like, uh, we're like the Europe of Latin America. We're basically not Latin America. Yes, that's what I was trying to remember, because I've heard them say that. And I I feel like it was in that same episode where they they when they are teaching about like the history of the nation, that they are like direct descendants of Europeans again, and that there was no, no, like they don't, they didn't try to form like a mestizo identity, like um, other Latin American yes, countries. They even did. say, they even pride themselves in saying yeah. that there's no mestizos in yes, Argentina, yeah. which is a lie. Of course it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, they, they also, like you already mentioned, say that there's no indigenous yeah. people when there are indigenous people that were there before the white people. Of course, right? yes. Um, but there's also a history of Black people there. Oh, uh, I feel like it is so typically Latin American of me to assume that there's not. Yeah, yeah. And that is who who Maria Remedios del Valle is. She is a Black woman. Um, and she has been called La Madre de la Prat... Oh my God, sorry. Patria. La Madre de la Patria. Yes. The mother of Argentina. But before I talk about her, this all her her story, I guess, her life, it all takes place during the war for independence of independence. So the Argentine War of Independence was fought from 1810 to 1818. Uh, and then there was the royalist forces, which these were the Spanish and the Spanish crown um, and the vice royalty of Peru okay. and mm-hmm. Rio de Plata, which because back then um, Argentina wasn't Argentina. It was like together with Bolivia, with Peru
there was a large movement by Black-led organizations to recognize her. Okay. Um, and so as of 2013, there's a, a national holiday. It's November 8th, and it's the day of Afro-Argentines and Afro-culture in wow. which she is celebrated. Okay. Um, but that's 10 years ago. <laughs> no, I was just, I know. I was like looking at the day, reminding me, reminding myself what year it is. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh shit, that is very recent. Too recent, yeah. Yeah. So, Maria Remedios del Valle was born around 1776. And we say around because, like, most um, countries, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's why I said, records yeah. Were, yeah. Records were very hard to keep. Wikipedia says 1768, this book that I read, and all the sources are going to be listed in the show notes. Um, this book I read said circa 1766. So, that's what I'm going off okay. of. Okay. Um, and she was born in Buenos Aires, and this city was vital to the growing rebellion. Just like in later years. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's the capital, yeah. um, and it's huge. And I think it's a port city, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, neither. <laughs> yeah, don't quote us. <laughs> According to records, Maria was born free. I should also add that there was enslaved Africans trafficked into Argentina as with all of Latin America mm-hmm. which they try to you know not deny talk about yeah deny forget mm-hmm. yep <laughs> so yes other synonyms so, <laughs> okay yeah other synonyms <laughs> before we list all of them right um, thesars.com <laughs> yeah <laughs> so she was born free and she was classified as what the government at the time referred to as parda. Oh, I was just going to ask, like, so they had like a caste system then? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, and in this caste system, they did not use mestizo. Oh. <laughs> With like Mexico yeah. did, right? Um, parda was one of them. And then there was criollo. Criollo? Okay. Criollo, criollo, I, I want to say. Yeah, criollo. And then there was, there might, there was probably they more. They had that so in Mexico me too, that. Criollo. Yeah, they had that one too. But they, but Argentina was unique as that because they purposely didn't have the mestizo um, cast mm-hmm. on purpose because they would try of to course. pretend like it doesn't exist, right? So Parda meant a mixed race person, and this this was everyone else that wasn't white or Criollo. So um, this meant mixed race, but born in Argentina. So either uh, indigenous African. Or a mix of indigenous and African or mm-hmm. indigenous, African and white together. Okay. Right. Um, but eventually it became it became a thing that was only applied to black people in Argentina, mm. including Maria Remedios del Valle. So though she was born free, this and this meant her descendants would also be free because around 18 something. I don't I forgot to write down don't, the year, but they her. passed. Don't quote me on. I don't know the year, but it's in the 1800s, um, right before the in- war for independence mm-hmm. began. Uh, they passed this thing that was like everyone born after this date is free. Oh, okay. It's not us. It's no longer enslaved. And she was born after that. And if you were free, all your descendants were free. But there were still enslaved people at the same time mm. in this time frame. So she was born free, and her descendants would also be free. But she was still black and she didn't experience a whole lot of freedom or privileges yeah. naturally, especially compared to the criollos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because she was a black woman, this meant that she could only find work among other enslaved uh, black women um, or enslaved people in general in Argentina, which were black people and indigenous people. 
So um, there's not a lot on her early life. That's basically it. In 1810, that's when Buenos Aires officially joined the fight for freedom against Spain. Um, it was like a bunch of movements and they just all got together and they were like, okay, we're in war. We're in a war now. Okay, let's throw hands against Spain. Okay. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and many, many people joined, including Maria's husband and oldest sons. And like many women in this war and, you know, in many wars, she refused to split up the family. And so she followed her husband and sons into war. Okay, that reminds me of the... Um... Las Adelitas? Yes, yeah. Same story, right? Some women followed their... People followed their fathers. Some mm -hmm. people followed their significant others, their sons, their brothers, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, same, same story. She packed belongings, grabbed the two youngest daughters, and followed her husband and sons into war. And first, she was what they call a camp follower. So women that followed men mm -hmm. into war. And the day that the whole family left to join the war, that was June 20th, 1810. Maria Remedios and her family joined the forces of Belgrano, one of the people I named there in the mm -hmm. beginning. <laughs> I forgot his full name already. Manuel <laughs> Belgrano. Yes, I just wrote his last name. So that's who they, his forces is who they joined. And they were under uh, Captain Bernardo de Anzuategui. Wow, that's hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, he was the captain of the 6th Company of the Volante Artillery Battalion. And she and her family participated across many important battles in, that took place in Bolivia today. Then it was Potosí. Again, it was kind of all one country mm -hmm. fighting all at the same time for their individual freedom uh, against Spain. And unfortunately, Maria, her husband and her sons died during one mm. of these battles. It's like in the beginning of the war. Um, and it was just her and her two daughters. And though she suffered these losses, she did not give up the fight. She stayed in the rebellion and she she went from a camp follower to a soldier. Oh, wow. Um, and she fought in very important battles. Um, so there was two of battles that like turned the tides towards the rebellion. This was the Battle of Tucumán and the Battle of Salta. And they were all they were like in 1813, I want to say. But don't quote me because <laughs> I didn't write down the year. <laughs> so these these battles were vital to the overall defeat of the Spanish, uh, the royalist forces. They were defeated in each one um, and they had like, huge blows to their armies. Um, and it was during one of those battles that Belgrano soldiers began calling Maria la madre. Um, sometimes just la madre, sometimes tia Maria. <laughs> okay. Um, and sometimes the full La Madre de la Patria is how they refer to her. I mean, that just um, sounds cool. Doesn't it? Like, iconic name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was also after one of these two battles that General Belgrano promoted her to captain. So this wow. is when she was Captain Maria Remedios del Valle, a.k.a. La Madre de la Patria, a.k.a. Tia Maria, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> the mother. <laughs> doesn't sound cool in english no it doesn't it sounds better in spanish yeah um and so you know the fighting continued on november 14th 1813 during a difficult military expedition belgrano and his forces suffered a huge loss 
Um, but Medea's actions and bravery during this two-day battle really stood out to everyone. Another general about this these specific days wrote the following about her. Uh, general Gregorio Arauz de la Madrid. My de God, la Madrid. his last name is okay. La Madrid. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> that surely makes you stand out, stand out as a Spanish. Uh. <laughs> um, but uh, so he wrote the following about her. It is worthy to transmit to history a sublime action practiced by a morena, daughter of Buenos Aires, called Aunt Maria, and known as the mother of the nation. Oh my God, that already <laughs> sounds cool. I can't. It? it gave me chills of how cool oh it was. Oh my God, it's like it's like hearing all the all the stupid names that um they had in like Game of Thrones. Oh, but yeah, this yeah. is fucking real. <laughs> I never watched that. I'm not a nerd. I'm just I know. kidding. I, I watched it. Um, <laughs> though I do not recommend it. I know. I know. I've heard many yeah. a thing about the last mm-hmm. season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Because, oh, because in, in uh, Game of Thrones, her name was Mother of Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. But she was Mother of the fucking nation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so while I'm going to go on with this quote. Yeah. While this horrific gunfire lasted from the 12th to the 14th of November and under a scorching sun, this Morena had two young daughters she worked with, washing clothes for most of the bosses or officers, but they were constantly seen carrying water in three jugs that they carried on their heads to the soldiers from a lake or slope located between opposing lines and distributing it between the different bodies of ours and without the slightest alternation. So they were caring for everyone in the middle wow. of gunfire. Um, Do we know how old the daughters. daughters were? No, oh, okay. I don't know. I could not find their age anywhere. Mm. Her efforts during this battle were noted by everyone, including Spanish royalist forces. And for that reason, they took her prisoner. Oh, was this guy from the Spanish forces? No. Oh, okay. No, no. That was uh, the rebellion of General. Oh, okay, the rebellion. Okay. oh you did say that, my bad. Yeah. Uh, no, I might have not oh, said it. I okay. don't know anymore. I don't know either. I guess we'll <laughs> find out when we listen to this episode. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, they took her prisoner. They had her captive for nine days. And during these nine days, they gave her public lashing, lashings. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for being a rebel soldier. Despite the wounds from the lashings, Maria Remedios del Valle was still helping other captured wounded soldiers. So mm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And that two-day battle uh, where she was captured, that is known as the Battle of Ayohuma. And not much is known about Maria Remedios del Valle's life after this battle. According to some sites, uh, she spent 10 years unhoused. Oh. And one of her former soldiers encountered her on the streets. And he pushed for her to seek recognition for her role in the war. Because she was la madre, for God's sake. She could not be living like this. Oh, that's so sad if that's what happened. Yeah. However, I'm, I can't say that that's 100% sure because that's not in all the sites that I looked. And it's not in the book that I read. Mm. The book that I read just says that there's not much known okay. in between the 10 years after this battle and until she began to seek pension. Oh, so I don't okay. know what happened. Um, it could be true. I mean, if she was true. seeking pension, she must have needed. Well, and not necessarily, but she must might have needed financial help. True, true. We but don't know. She could but also have just been seeking the uh, no- notoriety and respect that she deserved. It was deserved. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure, but that's what one account 
or some accounts say that she was unhoused and she did need it. Um, and uh, so it's not 100% sure, but she returned to the public eye in 1826. And that's because the soldier that found her, mm. some websites didn't say. And the book that I read said that General Juan Jose Viamonte was the one who encouraged her to um, petition the government for her pension and recognition. Um, so that part is documented. However, that book did not mention what happened in those 10 years. Mm -hmm. Wikipedia and other websites said she was unhoused. Okay. So I don't know. Um, but that's, I mean, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> that is the case. Um, but either way, she she deserves to be recognized and her pension. Um, so the first petition that she made to get her veteran status was made to the Office of Accounting of the Ministry of War, and it was denied. Mm. But Maria was a fighter. She was persistent. And um, so they made a second petition and it was heard. And there was a bunch of testimonies uh, given by various mm. former soldiers that fought alongside her. And... Because of these testimonials or testimonies, uh, her actions during war are kind of, they're documented. Mm -hmm. And records of this testimony can be found in a museum today in Argentina, wow. in Buenos Aires. So here's a couple of what people said about her. Perhaps you will remember the name of Captain Patriot Maria de los Remedios for feeding the chiefs, officers, and troops who were prisoners of the royalists for preserving them. Ele oh my god Elevate elevating oh my god alleviating, alleviating. <laughs> yes alleviating them and even <laughs> and even assisting the escape of many wow uh-huh she was sentenced by the enemy caudillos to be beaten beaten publicly for nine days because she had been caught transferring correspondence Oh, also, she was a spy at some point. Oh, my. For them. Yeah. Okay, so let me continue with the quote. Mm. Transferring correspondence that encouraged prisoners to take arms against their oppressors. Those are, that's her spy mm -hmm. uh, time. Her spy era. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me continue. Sorry. <laughs> for her courage and boldness and resolution with weapons in hand, she received six bullet wounds. <gasps> all serious. Oh, my. She has lost in the campaign, fighting for the salvation of her country, her own son, another adopted son, and her husband. Oh. She was enrolled in the staff of the Auxiliary Army of Peru and as captain, with salary as it was given to other assistants. She has been left without sustenance, without health, without shelter. Okay. Oh, so yeah. She, so yeah. I think she it is true house. then. Oh, and begging. Oh, my gosh. I a, mean, isn't that the story of many veterans? But oh, how sad. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Uh, tragic. Yeah. She has a right to Argentine gratitude. And now she is claiming it for unhappiness. For her unhappiness. Therefore, Your Excellency, grant her the reward that is justly created for her merit. I love if that. If her color does not make her unworthy to the right that is bestowed to her merit, and her virtues, virtues. Oh my God, virtues! virtues? I can't say. It. I'm saying it weird. Sorry. You are, but I I know what word you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's another quote. She represents a singular woman in her patriotism. She followed the army of Peru, and all the time I had charge of it. 
She left with the troops that opened the foundations for the independence of the country. It was natural that all who served in Peru knew her. I infer the calamities that she has suffered because she manifests the wounds she has received. She cannot be denied patriotic respect. It is the least I can say about the unfortunate Maria de los Remedios, who begs for her sustenance. Mm. Here's one more. From the year 1812, I met the supplicant in the army of Peru, where she served until she was imprisoned in the action of Ayouma, in which she too fell, wounded by a bullet. She was there to serve the army in the hospitals and to encourage the troops, even in the act of flight, which was the way she was wounded, and that is what she can inform in the gift of the truth. Mm. People had yeah, a way of They had like, words. yeah. <laughs> Uh, despite all the testimonies given on her behalf, no! her, her petition was still not granted by the ministry. Sorry for my yell. No, it's not deserved. It's understandable. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they denied it because they didn't, they weren't sure they were allowed to approve okay. it. So instead they said, uh, appeals to Congress, appeal to Congress and appear before them in a hearing. And she did. Um, in 1828, so she still had to wait another year mm. or two years because in 1826 is when she mm-hmm. petitioned with the ministry. So then in 1828, she finally was able to get like a hearing with the House of Representatives of the province of Buenos Aires. Okay. So it was like in front of them. And again, witnesses came to her defense to testify. Mm hmm. And it was a heated ass debate. They just didn't want to do this for her, even though she fought for it. Yeah. Um, honestly, if she had been a man, it would have been a given. She wouldn't even have had to go through any of this. Ugh. Um, but because she was a woman and because she was a black woman. I mean, you heard one of the testimon- yeah. testimonies said um, because of her color, mm-hmm. she has not received this. But, you know, I'd argue that it was her color and yeah. her being a woman, both. But more testimonies from that day. So one former general who was now a congressman was there, like, arguing in behalf of her, heavily arguing, like, defending her. Um, I forgot to write his name down, but he was a former general. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. So this is what he wrote. This woman is really a worthy one. She has followed the army of the country since 1810. She was known from the first general to the last general, or sorry, to the last officer in the whole army. She is well worthy of being attended to because she presents her body full of bullet wounds and also full of scars from lashes received from the Spanish enemy. You fellow congressmen should not let her ask for alms as she does. Like she should have just been yeah, given yeah. this. She shouldn't even have to be here as yeah, and he's right. Yeah, um, and he, he. This is another quote from that same day. Um, I would not have taken the floor if I had not seen that documents and data are missing. So there was not paperwork proving that she was there. Mm-hmm. Blah. Even so, that's why everyone had to testify. Like, yeah, I served with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he goes on. I met this woman in the campaign to Upper Peru, and I know her here. She now asks for alms. Alms, because after that life for so many years, wounded and mistreated, she cannot work naturally. Oh, his last name is Viamonte. Oh, Viamonte, the same person that encouraged her to seek oh, okay, yeah. pensions in the first place. Um, And he also says, 
that she okay this is part of his testimony as well 60 or more sorry 60 or more years old and that she would die soon he said that in his declaration so at the time of her petition she She was was like 60 60. at least yeah okay and then just his testimony further um further discussed the significance of her scars her um from the lashings from the bullet wounds her literal like war scars (laughs) yeah war scars and she like literally bled or not bled oh yeah literally bled for her country Uh, yeah yeah and he know he says that um her body speaks and shows even though there's no paperwork like all of them are her proof (laughs) and her her scars obviously um and then this is what's the final testimony given that that day this was by dr tomas the An- Anchorena. No, anyway, he fought along. Yeah, <laughs> it's because I was like, wait, no, it's in Spanish. So it has to be anchovies. <laughs> oh my god, do you like anchovies? Uh, I like them on pizza. Yes, do yeah, I? Yeah, me too. Only I think I do. Pretty sure I, I do. Think, I think so. Uh, I don't think I ever move them off of the. Uh, what do anchovies look like? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting confused with artichokes? Oh, artichokes. <laughs> things that start with the awe sound (laughs) (laughs) that that are food (laughs) anyway um so he goes on or he fought alongside her in that same battle the battle of ayouma where she was caught Mm -hmm. um and he said the following i was with secretary general belgrano when this woman was in the army and there was no action in which she couldn't have taken part of that she did not. And in terms that could be put in competition with the bravest shoulder soldier. Shoulder, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> the bravest cold shoulder top. <laughs> in competition with the bravest soldier. <laughs> she was admired by general, the officers, and all those who accompanied the army. I think, oh, General Belgrano, I think, was the most rigorous general. He did not allow any women to follow the army. And this was the only one, ha- <clears throat> the only one who had the fac, fac- oh my God, faculty. Sorry, okay, I, can't, yeah. I can't talk today. <laughs> faculty to follow him. I have heard all of them in a public voice praise this woman for the officiousness and charity with which she took care of men and the misery that remained after an action of war. Some without legs, others without arms without help or resources to remedy their ailments. If I am not deceived, that title of army captain was given to her by General Belgrano. I do not remember if it was in the Tucumán or Salta, after that bloody action that killed and wounded 700 men on the field. A lot. I heard Belgrano himself ponder the officiousness and dedication of this woman in assisting all the sick that she could attend. A woman as singular as this one among us should be the object of admiration of each citizen and wherever she goes, she should be received in arms and assisted with preference to a general. Amazing. Right? And that was the last testimony. After his testimony, they all voted unanimously to give her her pension and recognition. And embarrassing that it took them that long, honestly. (laughs) Embarrassing, yes. Embarrassing. And so she began receiving her pension until her death in 1847. Uh, I think she died natural of natural causes. I can't, I couldn't find any mm. information, any other information on how she died. But 1847, but she would have been almost 80 at that point. Okay. If she was 60 during this yeah. trial. 
not trial, but uh, hearing. Hearing, yeah, I guess, which makes me think trial anyway. So. Mm-hmm. Not the same. <laughs> not the same, no. Um, she did not appear in Argentinian textbooks. Argentine? Is Argen- it Argentine? I thought it, it was Argentinian, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I think it's Argentine. That doesn't make any sense. Argentine. That sounds terrible. Argentinian? Really? Argentine. Argentine yeah, sounds terrible. Argentinian sounds terrible, yes. <laughs> Does it not sound bad to you? Um, like, it, it sounds, sounds like uh, normal to me. Argentinian. I don't. I don't think so. It sounds wrong to me. It doesn't like it doesn't flow. Okay, Argentine. Okay, then we'll, <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, she did not appear in Argentine textbooks until the 1930s, um, and then went forgotten basically. Until the efforts of black Argentine organizations that called for her recognition. In and 2013, now, wow. In 2013, yes. And now she celebrated every November 8th on the National Day of Afro-Argentines and African Culture. Um, and though many think, many here Argentina and think white, or basically the Europe of Latin America, it is important that we look up, we read about, and we remember the legacy of black people in Argentina, including this amazing well, woman. Now, when I think about Argentina, I'm going to think about Maria and I'm going to think about Susana, who I talked about last week. Yes. And yeah, it's exactly. much better to think about and them. And it is much better. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to think about La Madre. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is today's episode or my topic. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I did want to, but I didn't have time to do our Bukele um, bullshit update. <laughs> um, we'll have a update for everyone next episode, probably. It will be late. It'll be older news by the time, but we got to talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah. 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 There have been some... Uh, developments, per developments, se. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we'll we'll touch on those next episode um but but yeah i hope that everyone learned a little something today you know i did i did yeah um also i just want to shout out the book that i read for this um which is it is in the show notes yeah yeah it's a textbook um not oh wait was it the one you sent me yeah oh earlier today yeah it's one chapter but she has so many chapters on... Well, it's not just one person. It's called As If She Were Free, A Collective Biography of Women and Emancipation in the Americas. Edited by Erica L. Ball, Tatiana Sejas, and Terrell, uh, Terry L. Snyder. Um, it's a little pricey. <laughs> <laughs> what, it was worth $30? It, yes. I got the Kindle version because I needed to read it immediately um, as... I told Carmen a little earlier, I did write and read these in one day. Oh, uh, you told me that? Oh, uh, before we recorded, I said that I, I didn't have time to write the Bukele update oh. because I did these notes today. Wow, I somehow missed that. I think I only heard I didn't have time to do the Bukele update. Yeah, I was not good at college, but the one thing I was good about was writing papers that uh, really interested me. I knocked them out. A quality papers in one day. Same. <laughs> Which is probably not normal, but honestly. Um, no, when you do that, then you get used to that. And then you're like, oh, it's fine. I don't need that much time or whatever. Like, you'll know no, you'll get it I done. I need the pressure of a deadline. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not the way you should, anyone should no be. No one should operate that way. It's no. very stressful. <laughs> it, did, it, did co- it does cause me to live in a state of anxiety. But here we are. 24-7, Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, um, highly recommend this book. It is amazing. I was scrolling through some of the people. Sorry, my child is screaming in the background. <laughs> Milo um, just sat on me too. Oh, funny. Um, oh, something happened with Mateo. Oh, okay. okay. Well, it's okay. We're well, wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, we're wrapping up. If you enjoyed this episode or our episode or our podcast in general is what I was going to say, then um, consider leaving a five-star rating. It'd be nice to have one, you know? <laughs> oh, yes, please. Yes. Um, and um, I don't know. Is Stay Curious our new, our new sign-off? Uh, it can be. There's got to be a cooler version, Stay curioso. <laughs> what? Curios- no, I was going to say curioso, but I don't want to say. Oh, yeah, you're right. Keep on aprendiendo. No, we're doing ter- <laughs> we're doing terrible Spanglish. <laughs> we're doing TV Spanglish. No. Si se puede, keep on learning. <laughs> no, let's stop. All right. Keep on aprendiendo. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> that was worse than the one I said. No, they were all yeah, they're all bad. I was purposely doing it bad. Though, no, I know, I, I know. Thinking of a good one. <laughs> I don't know if, if I this... almost said stay as spooky. Oh my god! Again, again. Um, wrong podcast. Uh, let's see. No, we'll think of one. We'll think of one one day. Um, maybe by episode fifty, we'll have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch everyone next time. <laughs> Bye. Sorry, my my child is here <laughs> roaring. Bye. Bye. Bye.